welcome back. This is episode two of the Think About It podcast um, with me, Eliana, Akshita. Hey. And Laura. Hey, guys. In this episode, we're just going to focus on anything university-related, like the um, the application process and dealing with decisions and just just choosing like the degrees, the beginning. Um, so yeah. So first, I think we should just like int- introduce what we're planning on studying. Um, I'm for I'm so I'll start. I am basically just doing pol- It's either politics or political science, which is the same thing. And all my universities, um, and I've applied to five universities in the UK and five universities in Canada. So I have experience for two countries. Um, Akshita? So I've basically, I've this, I'm applying to economics and politics to all of my universities. And I've applied to five universities in Canada, five universities in the UK. I'm currently applying to two universities in the Netherlands. And I completed the application process for four universities in the U.S., but I never, I decided last minute not to go through with it, but I still, like, understand the application process and stuff. Laura? Laura? I've applied to um, six universities in total, Um, five in Canada, and uh, one in the Netherlands. Um, I'm basically planning on studying... um, hopefully like political science or anything that's um, uh, social studies related. I've applied for uh, political science, women and gender studies, and also theology, which is, theology is a completely uh, different topic. Yeah. All right. So I think we could talk about how we came to choosing those programs and those um degrees for ourselves um i think we all have very similar reasons and um like journeys for that uh for me i i chose politics because i just did not know what what kind of job i wanted to do or i didn't have a clear-cut path of what i wanted to do in the future so I just decided to go with the route where I'll just for now do something I enjoy. And hopefully when I'm in it or when I'm in university or later on, I'll find what I like and I can continue with that. But for now, it's not the case. So I just went with something I like, like politics, which I do enjoy. And uh, yeah. And uh, my plan is to maybe go to political science and then maybe go into law. For now, that's the professional plan, uh, but it's really not um, anything, nothing set in stone. It's just, uh, just um, so, like, think about it. So I like think, yeah, I think mine's a very similar situation in which I, I have areas of interest, obviously, like economics and politics. Um, I enjoy them in school. I enjoy learning about them in my own time. But I can't definitively say that this is what I would want to do in the future, um, like at, for four years of my undergraduate degree or three years, depending on where I go, and um, potentially recommitting to it as a, as a career path. Um, so for me, I've decided this is what I'm going to go into university with, but I am still wildly undecided and to the point where my future aspirations lie in polar opposite directions one of them is a policy analyst and the other is a doctor so um for me university is a big mostly just finding what i would want to do in the future versus i'm going in with an objective laura um okay so choosing university for me was was a big thing 
um, not choosing universities, choosing what I wanted to do in universities. So I've been doing IB for three years. Um, basically, my first year of IB, I chose all courses uh, based off um, thinking I was going to study medicine. I was taking um, higher level math, bio and chem. Um, I was planning on going to study medicine in the UK. And then that changed completely. Um, and I decided to I think I was going to go more into like a, a social sciences slash humanities. So um, that's why I decided to retake a year, uh, retake grade 11. And I changed my subjects completely more to fit towards what I was wanting to study later on. Um, yeah, and that's why I came to apply to political, political science, um, anything that was really like um, social studies related. Because um, I'm hopefully later on, um, if I do decide to continue my studies, apply to law school, um, I want to do something hopefully that's like related to like the government or something. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. And that's why I'm, I'm not sure. I'm never going to be a hundred percent sure. But that's why we have our whole bachelor's degree yeah. to think about it. So yeah, I think. I think- yeah, I think that all three of us is just very common experiences. None of us really uh, know what we want to do. We're all applying to pretty much the same program. And yeah, none of us have a clear-cut um, understanding of what we want to do. And like right now, we feel more at peace with it because it's been a while. But obviously, at the beginning, it was very stressful. Within grade 11 and the beginning of grade 12, we started applications. It's very stressful to just not know what you want to do um since you're supposed to choose but i think you have you have to realize that most people are in the exact same situation as you having to choose a subject um having to choose a lifelong career career at this age or even we kind of started at grade 10 is just such a huge responsibility and such a huge decision that you just you can't do that this early. But what we can do, though, is you don't have to specifically think about your career or, like, what you want to do. Like, just just pick subjects or, like, um, or even when later on when it comes to degree, choosing your uh, degree or what you want to study, just pick something you like and you'll find interesting because you don't want to waste a whole, like, bachelor's degree studying something because you think you're going to make a lot of money out of it or um you think you'll be interested I would pick something more to be you'll be interested in and then figure out later on because it's never too late to switch degrees or even do another one yeah I think I like I also think sorry I also like think that's the best way to go at it when it's either you know what you want to do so you just go straight for it but if you don't I think the best um move forward it's definitely just take something that you enjoy because then you will easily go through with it and then you know there's always the a master's to you know um to find something of something else or you could just redo your bachelor's so oh yeah i'd recommend just do something you like yeah yeah i think um before we kind of delve into the specifics of how we chose the locations of our university, how the application process goes, what you should look for. Um, I kind of want to preface this with, uh, you don't have to go to university straight after high school. And I feel like this is kind of overlooked in a lot of schools. And especially um, from my experience, like the international schools that I've gone to, it's most people do choose to go to university, but you can take some time off because it is an investment, not only like monetary investment but it's a long time effort and a lot of people move across the world they move away from their families and you want to know that if you're doing this you're doing this for something you actually will get some sort of return out of or even enjoy so if if you're someone who feels they need to take time from school but you see no one around you doing it it's still worth doing it like it's very it's a pretty standard thing in a lot of countries so even if it feels like no one around you is doing it you're not it's not like the stereotypical oh you'll ruin your life oh you'll lose the momentum like that's that's not true like if you've got it through you'll be 
Yeah, like you're completely right. And not even just taking a break. Sometimes studying or universities or school in general just isn't your thing. And that's also completely fine. There's vocational studies, which I guess our international schools kind of always like look past. They they pretend like there's, you know, there's culinary school. You can go mm-hmm. for a um, beauty school. There's so many other things you can do than just education and books and academia like there's not always just that option but and usually in uh, international schools it's just overlooked because they think we're just gonna carry on and do something academic related I definitely think gap years are like great ideas and I think people see it in a bad light nowadays to take a gap year but it's such you know I've your grade 12 represents the end of 12 years of schooling so i feel like having that one year to just to yourself to build up skills that you didn't have time to build up during school to do things you weren't able to do do during school and just like just have a bit of a break you know so that when you come back when you do choose to come back to go to university or you are you feel fresher and you also be more mature so you would you will be able to um, um yeah, like, able to pr- like appreciate the like the work and yeah it'll feel less more. like a less like a chore and more like something you want to get your, yeah like understanding and value out of because I I get it like personally I would really like to be able to take a gap here because at at this moment I'm like after do- finishing like BP, I'm feeling very worn out in terms of academics and I would I would really appreciate having some time because I do enjoy I do enjoy school and I would want it to be more of a of an enriching experience rather than a just crossing things off a list so I can get whatever credits I need to you know get out of the program. So definitely if you have the opportunity, look into that. You can travel, you can learn new things. But Aside from the different options, if we kind of narrowed into our application process for those people that are still interested in going straight into university, like the three of us are doing, um, what would you say, like, we've already talked about programs. Now, there's another big factor is, like, the types of schools you go to and then the location. So let's start with location first. How did you guys go about picking? Because you did say mo- all of us applied to multiple countries. So, Liliana? Um, so, I think it's just, it's all about, like, I don't know, doing like a, I always do like a pros and cons list. Um, I, at first, I was actually planning on applying to, like, by grade 11. I, I thought I was going to apply to the, the US, Canada, UK, and Australia. And I ended up just applying to UK and to Canada. And I think that happened because I just, I just thought of where I saw myself. I would try to imagine myself in the country and whether it felt right. The US for me felt too far. Um, it felt too far and it, I've never gone there since so it feels comfortable. Same with Australia, it's very far and I have never gone. Um, be, there are so many things like location. There's it's just the type. The university programs are very different based on where they are. Like a bachelor's in the UK is going to be three years, whereas a bachelor's in Northern America is going to be four. So there are a lot of things that location does and changes. Like universities change a lot depending on the location. So it's very important to just, you know, watch videos of the country. Do you feel but Do you feel good there? Do you feel like you can make a home there? Because, you know, you're going to at least be spending three years. Yeah. I think personally, location was a really big factor for me because um, the way I filtered it was my list of priorities, right? So the first thing I wanted, my number one priority is after, as an international student, I'm going to be you know making a home away from my original home I'm going to be like living in another country for a pretty substantial number of years 
So I want to be able to live there or have the opportunity to live there after I graduate. So that instantly crossed some countries off my list of like, do they allow students to live um, beyond a student visa? Do they give you opportunity to find jobs and things like that? And then my second one was um, just uh, like the type of schooling. For example, I just pick out two countries from my list. I'd say the UK, where it's a rigid core structure, a little more, um, oh, as you would like old fashioned, if you will. And then there is like the Netherlands, which is a much more progressive education. It's much more built around you. Um, so for me, I wanted a slightly more progressive and flexible education. And Canada was the one that could give that for, to me um, out, out of the ones that I applied to. Also, the U.S. would have been a good option for that. And another big thing people should consider is price because they vary greatly across different countries. And uh, it doesn't like whether you're taking out student loans or you have someone paying for you, like you really should do your research into it because I've seen this happen multiple times is people didn't look into that or consider that before. They got into a university, got their hopes up and then realized that they wouldn't be able to pay for it, which is a very, it's an awful experience. So, you know, don't put yeah. yourself through that. I come from a country where, um, for me, I come from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually like people do not save up for a higher education. I have the chance to live in a country where it is very, very affordable. Uh, even if you decide to go out of the province, it's never going to be way too expensive. Like you're never going to pay over 10,000 Canadian. And within your own province, it's, it's, yeah, it's like really cheap. And it's like, for me, if I example, if I go study my own province, I'm going to probably pay around 2000 per year for my tuition. And after moving, to, like I've gotten the chance to move around with my parents. I've lived in three countries and I've realized, yeah, most students that are international students, their parents have a fund with them for them for universities, because in most countries it is normal to pay like ex like crazy amounts of money for higher education. and yeah, I've never had, my parents never thought of having that fun. So that's why I personally considered um, Canada as one of my, like my main option. And also I've, luckily I have the chance to like apply to Europe, um, Netherlands more specifically. Yeah, price does play a huge factor, certainly when you're considering North, North American universities, because um, they do run a lot like a business more than yeah. schools yeah like certainly if you look at the U.S. specifically even um, students within the U.S. just trying to go with be uh, between um, states state have to pay yeah state lines have to pay crazy amounts when they're still in the same um, country which is completely like crazy yeah it doesn't yeah. make sense like you shouldn't pay 40,000 a year when it, when you're in your own country it should be a lot more affordable that's why when like yeah. when looking for international students a lot of them if they aren't planning on going to an ivy league they just more looks at like europe because it is a lot more um affordable and also canada depends where you're going but yeah, yeah. i think it's interesting that you mentioned like the, the type of school because it's also like a one thing that you know people there's a really big stigma around this, like the selectivity of schools. Like mm. I, before we get like into that, like I want to preface it. If it doesn't matter to you, it really doesn't matter. Like you don't need to make it matter to you just because it does to some people. Like personally, for me, it's a big deal. Like I really do uh, look into the, the selectivity of schools, like the competitive placements. But yeah. then I have friends for whom that's not. A look priority. at me. <laughs> Yeah, me, like Laura. Yeah. Laura just, for just for example. me, like I, I really don't care about the selectivity of the school. I more care about the education and the flexibility that I'm gonna have available to me. Like for me, I've never looked at like school rankings, thinking yes, they do matter to some extent, but never to the point like uh, for me to completely change a decision just because one school is like more selective. I think that just ties in with like now like. What what are you looking for in in a uni? Mm, Obviously, yeah. some people they were looking will be they will be looking for a university that has more of a, a higher ranking, like its prestige, um, reputation. While others, for example, like Laura said, sh that doesn't really matter to her, and other things do. Um, 
And I think it's very important to identify those before looking at your knees. Like just identifying what is important to you, what do you want in your environment, and what makes you think, what what do you think will make you, you know, thrive or not? So yeah. just creating like pros and cons lists. Like I think that's that's the thing I really did the most, just weighing pros and cons for everything. But at the same time, when from what you said, we kind of did that process when we were we've already we already applied to like a couple universities. We kind of came to that realization later. I don't know, but like I think, what do you yeah. think? Um, I think so. I think we could have done. Yeah, I definitely think that a lot of the pros and cons was after. Yeah. But um. But I think it's important to do that beforehand as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, like, it's it's better to do before. Personally, I didn't do any pros and cons lists, or maybe a couple, but not enough to be significant because my application process was pretty straightforward. In Canada, like I said, to me, it's not the most important thing, but it does play a very big factor is like the selectivity of the school. So I instantly had a couple of schools that I knew that I was definitely going to apply to. And then picking safeties was very easy because I my school told me my grade and I understood you know where I would stand what what oh, is wait, the... which which uh, universities did you apply in Canada for example okay so I applied to um, McGill UBC University of Toronto and then my safeties were University of Ottawa and Queens yeah so um, you know you, I took my grades I looked at it um, and then the UK application was already extremely simplified for me because they're very um you know straightforward about what they're looking for and requirements down to like the numbers and I was limited in a lot of places because of my grades so I already had a very like a lot of universities were not even an option for me so that was was pretty straightforward yeah uh, I also want to give I feel like it's important it's just like there are a lot of things that people do not think about um that do play a role in like how you're going to feel in universities and i think we should kind of give some examples that obviously you realize later he's like oh wait wait is there is that a thing you know so like for example we've uh we needed we've realized that we needed um flexi- flexibility for our degrees yeah. or being able to move around degrees and unfortunately that's not seen like we said before it's not in a lot of universities so it's obviously an important detail so looking for university that does that uh me last year um it's not as much as a as much of a requirement now but last year i really took into consideration whether uh of the location i go to because um since i've lived in like you know like a sunny place all like um for most of my life i thought that um, it would it would it would affect me if the weather was too grand or like that, but it's it's thinking about these smaller things. Um, that are just you do not realize, but are are actually important. One thing that I think all of us potentially, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, wildly overlooked is we should have done this in the start. Had someone pointed this out to us, is. We're doing this now based on the decisions we do have, but the environment of the school that you go to, like, I know I'm personally faced with the dilemma of getting into a school that I would love to go to, but I've heard that the environment might not be something like a positive environment. It, was, um, it has things that I don't appreciate um, in a student body. And so now I'm faced with this decision while I have to also be like graduating. So had I done this, had I thought about this factor before, I would have been able to filter out universities faster. Yeah, because I think doing it bef- after really just brings, it's more like surprises and dis- it's disappointing. Yeah. Whereas if you had done it before, you have, would have been prepared. You could have just not applied to university. Um, another thing that most people don't take into consideration that's also important is um, like... Um, is the uni next to a city? Is it surrounded with, uh, is, is it in the middle of nowhere? Because that's very important to, to people. Oh, so, in uh, the international student like uh, ratio, yeah, like is there a lot or is it mainly um, 
Yeah. As as an international student, usually you prefer to be surrounded with international students too to feel more comfortable. So you look at the ratio of international students in the university, or also such like things like um, whether a university has a campus, or is it like um, kind of like a city campus? Like, is it is it the type of university that's building spread around all around um, spread building spread around all around a city? Or is it a university that has one central campus and that's it? And these things are very important things to take into consideration. And, you know, when you look at universities at first, you have so many choices and it gets, you know, a bit overwhelming. But these kinds of things help narrow things down and make things less overwhelming. And you could start thinking more clearly, okay, I want this and I want that and I want that. I think, uh, like you mentioned, in terms of picking out, like, location on a micro level of cities and things, one thing that I overlooked, but then uh, someone pointed this out to me, and I realized, okay, this this should play a factor, because as an international student, I want to know what the, how far I would be from an international airport. Like, am I willing to be a a car ride, a bus ride, and then a couple more hours away? Or do I want it to be something that I can, like, it's much more accessible, because, like, you know, as an international you will be flying back and forth. You will. Yeah, we have to go visit our family. Yeah. We're going to be going off to holidays, so we need to have like a certain level of accessibility to like uh, international airports, or even like um, us as international students. If we're put in a university that's mainly like the country's population like goes to, if there's like a small number, it's going to probably not probably it is going to be harder to like um, get used to it because we've been. Most most of us, our whole lives, have been in international schools, if not the whole time, and it's it's something really hard to get accustomed to if you're switching from like an international environment right away to um, a mono 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 a whatever monocultural environment. Mono yeah. environment. Yeah. Also, like for example, that's another small thing. Um, would you like university that has a um, strong like school spirit or would you rather one that you know w- would you rather have a university that has a school spirit and feels like a community mm-hmm. or one that just is just the type of university where you're just like oh you go in you do your things like and, and you come out like yeah it's less less of a community just somewhere to go and just study and then leave um so yeah, these are important things to think about. Oh, there's um, also um, there's also something else important for international students. Obviously, we're going to be living in the residences that are yes. available and dorms and all of that. So we also have to evaluate like um, dorm prices because that's another extra fee that we have to take into consideration. And also like um, the facilities, if it, it is like. Yeah. Nice Living or not. The qualities of dorms yeah, and stuff like that. That's food, very important. Food, everything. Food. Like the community, even the community within the dorm. Because it is, obviously, you don't want to sign up for like an unsafe dorm. Like certainly yeah. like some some universities don't have proper security and other things. That's an other whole, like whole other issues. But Because it's, it shouldn't be just like a decision you make on a win. You know quickly yeah, on a whim because you'll be living in that place for uh, for at, no, at least three years so it's a big decision and you're like being surrounded in an environment you don't like for three years can have effects on you not even don't like that isn't safe like the yeah. bigger bigger universities and bigger cities the, un- the less safe yeah. they are and we've lived in the middle east for a you know a majority of the time so we're used to safety and little bubbles. That is, that is true. I mean, that there is an element of like the university is an opportunity to like spend. You know? Like I yeah. am viewing, I'm viewing this very much as like a new adventure, like a new city, completely different vibe. Uh, I mean, obviously, I put thought into the university that I would want to go to because, uh, yeah. Another thing is, you don't want to pick your university based entirely on like. The experience you want to have you should have a certain level of the education quality factored in because for sure like the primary purpose like, of university is to 
<laughs> for an education yeah, yeah. Like, not for look fun the, look at the course like uh, go in depth about the course usually on the website they give what they they cover in the courses that you that you want to do you know the degree like each year what are you going to cover like each year uh how um how are you going to be graded you know that's a, that's a big one so these things you don't usually think about because you're like oh that's so far away whatever but it's also it's a nice thing to know and you don't want you don't want to have nasty surprises later on and like disappointments while you're there which you could have easily avoided if you had done a bit more research beforehand um it's not it's not as far away as you think you'd think like what we're in march now i have not even graduated i haven't even made a decision on where i'm gonna go for uni because i'm still waiting on decisions and some universities have already reached out to me and showed like given me a breakdown of how i'm gonna be graded like how what assessments i'm gonna be taking so it's not as far away as you think but what's but what's really helpful for for like when it comes to deciding is surprisingly those um little like uh information sessions not not the big general ones but like the private ones that schools offer those are actually really useful like certainly the ones where you get to ask questions the q a sessions those are the times to like go and actually inform yourself about the universities or even ask help on like how to apply they're more than willing to help you and usually that's how also you can make a good impression with the the admissions team yeah i will say if you do get admitted to a university this is it uh, like for a little later on so now if you're yeah. in our position i get like so many emails every day of just random information sessions and whatever but then there are i like obviously you're busy you can't go to everything but the ones that you want to look out for are the ones where i got an email about uh like uh talking with the admissions recruiter and it's like personal one-on-one like video calls where you can ask everything you want to about yourself and i've seen this in uh, multiple universities right now so if you get an opportunity to do something like that, really do it. Like it might seem like intimidating or unnecessary, but you'll walk out feeling much more like either if you had an an opinion, you'll feel validated in it or you'll think, okay, maybe I should, you know, change, reconsider. And like just, and a lot of universities do these kinds of things and it's very, it's very accessible. So just go ahead, like write questions beforehand that you're going to ask every single uni and then you make a decision from that. Other resources I I have used, and I know we've all used a lot, is just looking like for information from normal students that go to those universities, Reddit. like in places such as Reddit, YouTube, just searching up, just searching up the the subreddit for those universities or dis- discords. There are on YouTube videos are so useful just uh, to get like to get the um, like vibe of a university. You look at, you know, um, university day in the life, university tours, because you're not always able to, you know, it, you're not always able to do an actual tour of university. And because of COVID right now, we especially actually now, can't, yeah. Because especially as an international student, you can't, you know. Yeah, you yeah in the first place, university. yeah. So those YouTube tour, uh, you, campus tours are really, really useful. And just looking at the YouTube videos of uh, a lot of people always do those Oh, five things I knew before going to this university or review, review my first year at this university. And watching these will tell you so much because these are students just like you. But so, yeah. yeah, so like now that we've kind of summarized our thoughts on how, like what to look for in a uni, you know, the things that you wouldn't generally consider. Uh, what, what is your guys' take on like the actual application process? Like what is your, what do you consider the perfect formula for the number of safeties should you be overshooting should you not like what's your what's your okay so i think that should be separated in two like north america and the uk uk because slash like, europe yeah because those are um even just even just the type of unis between europe and the uk and north america are just very different even the U.S. Unis. and Canada is a huge yeah, thing. and they look for very different things, and the yeah. application, the application application process, um, um, they just, show they, that. yeah, they they're very different in each yeah. country. Yeah, so maybe we should try to just do small summaries of both. Yeah. For example, we've all done the U.K. Uh, I I've not done, I've not done the U.K. Oh yeah, we've not, actually never mind. Right, so we'll just do European then. 
Yeah. I mean, um, personally, my, my, like, I, I get what you mean with the application process are very different. But the way I decided this, like, formula, if you will, has been the same across the board. Like, the way I, the way I decided to. I see what you, okay, I see. Yeah. But I just think, just like going through the process, yeah, how yeah. it is, like for example. Like you need to know um, the differences, for sure. UK, it's mostly just, UK universities are very straightforward about their requirements. They, you just look on the website, they have your requirements and that's it. And UK universities do not require you to bring in any, um, extracurricular activities you just given your grades and you the uk has a personal statement um and, though. yeah so but you're not going to record you're going you're not going to record them you, you're going to have to find a way to uh slip them into your personal statement yeah. um so the uk is usually done it's done through ucas you send in your um you're going to have references from your teachers you're going to have your grades and you have the personal statement. Personal statement is really, it's, it's, it's not like the U S where they ask for more personal. The UK personal statement is just, um, academically, what did you do that will benefit you for this program that you're applying for or extra curriculars that benefit you towards this program? or supercurriculars, they look for those things. It's everything that relates back to your program. Like, um, so they're very focused on, yeah, we just want to know how you're prepared and how you've, how are you uh, interested in the program you've applied for? Yeah, it's very academically oriented. Everything yeah. you want to basically in those 4,000 characters, which are um, approximately 600 to 650 yeah. words, depending on, you know, but in those approximately 600 words, you want to tell them why, how you're best prepared to study what you've decided to study and how you, your interest is, you know, legitimate. And they basically want to see, A, that you're qualified to study what you're studying, you have the capability to study what you're studying, and also that you're likely to complete the degree. Universities are basically trying to filter out, like, if you're someone who seems to have a weak interest, like according to them, you're not as likely to complete the degree. So it, that's why you need to pick something you like so you can actually write about it in a way that doesn't sound fake and like mm -hmm. fake passion. Like you want to have like personal experiences that contribute or just personal learnings that you've done. But it's a very academically oriented vibe versus like the US where it's like, they want to know you, they want to learn about you, they want to learn not just who you want to be academically, but who you are as a person and what you can contribute. It's a little less of that in the UK. In the UK, it's your chance to like really put on display everything you've learned, all the extra reading, all the extra classes, you know, things you've done. Yeah. Um, now moving on, the UK is, you only have five choices. So those five choices have to be really thought out. Um, and um, I'm sure you're f familiar with the safety, yeah. Um, safety, um, um, match and reach. Yeah. So you have five universities and you're going to need, and you're going to need to, to, um, distribute how you want, like how many safeties you want meets do you want? How many reaches do you want? I think, uh, the way you should decide this is depending on if you're only applying to the UK then you want to definitely have like at least two safeties you want to have yeah well i mean i didn't do that because i had the like you know the opportunity in which i am applying to 12 schools across three countries so i could take mm -hmm. some bigger risks so if you are someone who's applying to many schools you then have that privilege of you know being able to take like i applied to a school that's way beyond my grade range because i why not? Because I, do, I know that there are other universities that I will get into. So how big a risk you take is very directly proportional to how many places you're applying to. I think my, I, what for UCAS, what I tend to think is, okay, you either do two safeties, two 
match one reach or if you want to be a little more risky and you know like Akshita said yeah. you you've applied to other places you do one safety two um, matches and two reaches that's what I do so yeah so you can do either or I, th- I always recommend having two matches there um you know because those are the ones that match you so well, you don't want yeah one thing I will want to say about like safeties is be like realistic in your own head. Like, don't. Are over- you gonna go? Yeah. To safeties. Like, don't overestimate or underestimate yourself. Okay. Like, yeah. Be very honest with yourself when you're picking your safeties, and also be very critical of what you're being told. Like, I know some adults in your lives will be very like they want to be on the safer side. They'll tell you to you know apply a little lower than your potential because. They want to make sure that, you know, you don't mess things up. But you don't have to listen to every piece of advice given to you. Like, be honest with yourself. Like, analyze what you're being told. And then make the best decision for yourself. You don't have to take everything for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Like, just, you know, these people make mistakes as well. And they, they're not the ones accepting you to universities. <laughs> so, so they they can give advice but they won't know and if you if you feel like you're sure about this decision and for example you, you want to only have one safety and the person says oh get two then i feel like just go for what you want but be but be ready to face the consequences if it does end up going wrong um like if you know there's chances of it going wrong just don't be just be ready to face yeah. the consequences um okay so i, th- I think we go I, to yeah, we'll the, the u.s ones okay i can no, i can do the netherlands it's like quickly. oh yeah, netherlands. It's, not, yeah. it's not really complicated it's not as complicated as the uk in netherlands basically like uh you use a platform instead of ucas it's called study link you just send in like uh, what you want to study. And usually for the writing requirements, it's pretty simple. It's each university has like a specific uh, requirement. They usually have questions already for you or one big question you answer. It's it's not really complex. Like there's no formula to it. It's more so like you just answer what they're asking for you. And even some universities don't even require writing or with, for some programs. Like UVA doesn't require writing for most things. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. Okay, moving on to North America. We had the chance to um, apply um, to Canada. We all did. Yeah. And Akshita has experience with uh, applying to the U.S., but she obviously she didn't complete everything. I so think, yeah. I think the U.S. is a very different it's you. Yeah. Um, experience compared to all the rest. Um, Canada, it depends on the unis, but typically... They were just grade your grades. Yeah, it's <laughs> really it. you just pick um, unis based on what's like your yeah. same grade it, average. Usually, they don't uh, accept you if you're like way below what they're asking for. You really yeah. have to like reach their requirement number. Um, but it's pretty simple compared to like other. Unfortunately, unfortunately they're not as clear with their requirements as the UK, so. Like, the one I remember was really clear was McGill. They told you, okay, so this is last year. This is the lowest grade we've accepted, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. But we've also applied to Toronto, McMaster, Queen, like, um, UBC, and stuff like that. Those were a bit less clear. Kind of like, like the U.S. Um, yeah, yeah, they had, like, so, a minimum number more than, like, yeah, for and each. To find to find these, you usually just look, on, like, just look online on Reddit. It's, like, oh, lowest... And they'll give you an estimate that from a trend that was seen. Um, and the yeah, same Canada, thing for um, Canada. If there's ever writing, it's the it's pretty much like questions they ask you specific yeah. to what you want to do. It's nothing like a personal statement or anything UBC. like that. UBC except, has a yeah, pretty extensive except one. UBC. UBC is the exception to this. Uh, all the rest are pretty much just grades, grades, grades and that's yeah. it. 
like we can use McGill for example um McGill McGill asks you or like Toronto when you're applying to a specific program they ask you to write a letter like for McGill I had to write a personal statement to why I wanted to do theology compared to when I applied to Toronto since it was abroad I just didn't yeah. write anything. Those are usually for very specific programs. Yeah. Like engineering, uh, biomedical yeah. sciences. So it's like not specialized, it's, competitive. It's ex- these are exceptions to the rule. It's yeah. special programs. UBC, however, it takes this, it's a lot more similar to the US kind of applications. You send in your grades, but you also have to write um, many answers many not essays many like 200 words usually 250 words answers to questions they ask you and these questions are usually are they were pretty personal um it was things like what 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 are very vague things like what is important to you those kinds of things how would your family and friends describe you these types of questions that require a lot of thinking and uh um yeah. yeah so it's many questions but it does they also ask about your activities so they want they're yeah. expecting extracurricular involvement and um i'd say it's, it's many questions but it's enough of them to be a full essay like you will be yes. writing one full essay about yourself yeah, um, yeah i think they've asked like three questions of 200 200 words um and yeah so ubc is just that uh, the the one thing about Canada is unlike the UK where the UK was really simple it had one portal for everything Canada was a bit more tedious and annoying because you had one portal portal for all of Ontario uh, the province of Ontario um so that was good I guess it was yeah it's called UWAC yeah Uwak. it's pretty Uwak. simple to use though but then but then you have for example McGill has its own um concordia and montreal, montreal has its own ubc has its own mcmaster has its actually my master does not have its own but it's on it's uac UBC um, so it's, yeah so it's very it's a lot more tedious so keep that in mind um moving on to the u.s yeah u.s is a lot more vague i can like, summarize pretty quickly it's not it's 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 very vague in terms of what they want from you which makes it hard to decide where it is you want to go the u.s just looks for a well-rounded person yeah so they look for personality they look for extracurricular activities they look for involvement and grades a bit of everything they want like a peak like you can't just be a good student okay you need to have something that separates you which it can be you're particularly good at a specific language you're particularly good at a sport like you know, they they want some they want you to be beyond just academic which in theory is a nice they thing. want quirky <laughs> yes <laughs> like, yeah. yeah essentially in theory it's like oh it's nice right but it is tedious as a student writing so many i will say it was the hardest application because it is just so much work i had the benefit of not having the pressure because i didn't care if i got in or not and I, I didn't even end up applying but my friends who did it was very very like burdened. it is a lot of essays yeah. and these essays are the opposite of the UCAS essay that you yeah. uh, personal statement to this is write. about your story where yeah whereas the UCAS essay was very impersonal it was mostly just what have you done to work towards the you know degree that you want to do the US one is not looking for that they're looking for your personality to shine through they're looking to see what kind of person you are um, so through those essays, you really need to show what kind of person you are and also just stand out. Um, you hear a lot of stories of people that write like quirky little essays about the most random stuff. Um, and I think the main reason why people got in because it says because it really shows personality and they stood out. So then the, I have I mean, a good example for uh, that one uh, at my old yeah. school. Um, and uh, I went to one of their students like my college counselor he told me one of his students he applied to harvard and in one of his harvard essays he wrote um whether um crunchy or smooth peanut butter was better and surprisingly he got in yeah i mean my yeah. my yeah. my common app essay was really weird it was like uh i talked about like my relationship with education but then i personified education as if it was a friend and how like different stages of my life we had like conflicted relationship versus a like 
harmoniously. It, it was like it was a weird concept. You, know? yeah. you gotta, you really gotta dig in and find a way to ex- express yourself. And yeah, except you can't just write like, oh, crunchy peanut butter is better than smooth. Yeah. Like you have, you have. They're trying to look for. Um, you have to come to some some kind of conclusion to it. Yeah. You know. You're basically trying to tell your story in the most creative way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and U.S. just yeah. A lot of essays. Um, act- activities are very important. If you're planning on doing the U.S., you need to to do a lot of activities ranging from just creative activities to sports to academic um or either you do or you do one activity where you exceed um like really excel excel at yeah excel at so yeah just a like sorry go ahead. no go ahead like a final thing before we forget is based on the countries that we've said application cost netherlands close to nothing uk it was 26 pounds for the whole five options excellent Canada, many, many hundreds of dollars. And then the U.S., many, many more hundreds of dollars. So keep that mm. in mind when you're applying, if that's something you're willing to do just for taking a shot. Also, U.S., it's all through coming up. So that's good. That's very nice. It's all through one portal, except the University of California's, the UCs. Those are their small. own portals. Uh but they have their own portal for all of them. So typically the US is very, it's very easy. You have one portal for so many, like so many different universities. Yeah, the University of Texas all have their own. Now, I just want to talk a bit like timeline, you know, the last thing I think timeline, um, like just no, but like very quickly timeline for applications. Do not leave it last minute. Like you should, you should be applying before winter break. Like, apply before winter break. Write, <laughs> write your essays during the first semester. Um, and you should you should be going through a lot of drafts. Don't yeah. don't be scared to show your drafts to your parents, to your friends, to your counselor. Like, make as many people read them and give them your opinion and give them uh, and give you their opinion. Because that will gen- genuinely help. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think that sums up, you know, the things we, we wish we knew earlier. Like also the, the little details that people might forget. Hopefully this will give you some ideas to look into avenues that you previously didn't think were important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for listening. This was our uh, our, our uh, think about it <laughs> think of think, think about, about it podcast. podcast. Um, hopefully this might help some people. Um, and, and yeah, uh, tune in if you're lucky enough. We'll be posting future podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We have we have so much more great advice to give. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, bye. All right. So, bye. bye. Thank you.